Welcome to Rhode Island's Church and State Podcast. I'm David. And I'm Jessica. We're a husband and wife podcast. He's a pastor and I'm a state senator. So you've been warned. We're about to talk politics and religion. And anything else that might get us canceled. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us for episode 24. Today, we're going to be talking about critical race theory. What is critical race theory? I'm joined today uh, by my husband, David. Hello. Hey, everybody. And uh, so the two of us are going to be just talking about what is critical race theory. Uh, It's been in the news a lot. Uh, I've gotten a lot of questions. um, So I've had plenty of conversations regarding critical race theory um, with constituents and with friends. And uh, so we thought, why not have um, a podcast discussing just that? So um, we'll start with David since he's the uh, teacher here. And uh, let me be clear, I am no expert on critical race theory. <laughs> uh, so I'll do my best uh, looking at this. Of course, it, it, to your point, it's all over the news. People are talking mm. about it. Um, there seem to be a lot of questions about it, too. And I've heard conflicting things about it. Sometimes I even feel like it's being mislabeled uh, by people. I will share a couple of resources at the end of this podcast if you're interested in learning more about it and want to read some books or start following some authors and thinkers who are looking at this. But but it is a, a complicated topic. Uh, for a long time, it was something that really just existed in academia. But uh, it's over the last, I feel like five or 10 years, you've started to see it really leak into the mainstream with, of course, the last couple of years, I would say, America has become uh, very focused on race. We've seen, um, you know, obviously with what happened with uh, George Floyd and Black Lives Matter and, and uh, some of the other movements that have been um, kind of coming to the surface, um, critical race theory has been a part of that. So I think that's one reason why people have become more focused on this. So uh, you say that it's really come to the forefront um, just recently, which it has. But you said that when you were in uh, college, not that many years ago, mm-hmm. right? Nope, not too long ago. <laughs> and uh, you had said that uh, you think you were taking a class um, teaching in a democratic society and how some of those um, those worldviews were already being introduced to you, but you didn't, hadn't realized exactly yet what it was. Yeah, they, they didn't talk about it as critical race theory, um, but I could see this narrative kind of being played out that there were, that, that um, we had to be aware of our own bias and racial bias. We had to be aware of the power dynamics in the classroom and the power dynamics in society. And that wasn't just in my pedagogy classes, classes for teachers uh, about teaching and education and learning, but we were also learning about it in the history classes. So it was throughout my college experience, I was being introduced to some of these ideas. Again, they weren't using the label critical race theory, but they were talking about education and learning and even history through the lens of oppression and power. And that really is at the root of critical race theory. It's this understanding that everything that happens in the world should be interpreted through the lens of the power dynamics, that there are the powerful and the weak, the oppressor and the oppressed. Okay, great. So um, as you're talking about your experience in school, though, um, it's going right into our first uh, first point here, which would be the basics of critical race theory. You said it's rooted in, um, I don't know if you said Marxism. this, but yeah, in Marxism. Yeah, yeah. So if you could go a little bit into that about the basics okay. of so, critical race theory. So I, I was talking about how 
um, in in school, I was introduced to these ideas that mm -hmm. there's power, power dynamics, right. and and um, not that the teacher is the oppressor, but they have this you know power privilege right in the classroom, and and we should be aware of that. And I just found that kind of interesting because I was like, I thought we were here to teach people how to learn, mm -hmm. but part of for them, part of that whole learning process was um, admitting our own bias and and that kind of thing. What's the point of that? The point is that what what they were sharing or, or their perspective was rooted in this idea of Marxism. And Marxism, if you know anything about who Marx is, Karl Marx, he was he understood the world through that same lens, that there were the oppressed and the oppressors. He talked about the bourgeois, those were the factory owners, the elite, the wealthy, who were oppressing and keeping down the poor and the factory worker. And he envisioned a time when the factory worker would eventually, through revolution, overturn that table and and take over the factories and kick out the bourgeois and finally bring about equality and equity in society. That's what Marx envisioned. Now, he kind of talked about this oppressor thing in, an, in economic terms, but critical race theory isn't it? talking about it so much in um, in economic terms, it's talking about oppressor and oppressed through racial terms. So in America, I'll throw it back to you. Who do you think would be the oppressor? <laughs> the white straight male? Yeah, the white... Christian yeah, straight Christian, male? Yeah, Christian, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, those would be... Uh, the, the Specifically for critical race theory, it would be the race. So... Uh, the, the, the race of privilege, the race of power would be the white person. And uh, critical race theory says they are interested in maintaining and keeping their power. And, um, and if, if we want to uh, challenge that power structure and we want to bring true equity, true equality, not just equality, but equity, then we need to overturn whiteness and overturn white, uh, uh, white people and overturn the white power dynamic. Oh. So, yeah, it's um, again, it's it can be a little complicated, but if if you can just step back and see the world not as we're all created equal, or uh, you know, we all have sin in our lives, or we're all basically good, you know, these are all competing ideas. With critical race theory, they said no, 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 there is an inherent evil of racism, and it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's impossible to escape it. Everything should be interpreted through the lens of race, everything. And that's, um, you know, that's not how I grew up. I don't think it's how you grew up. No, it's definitely not how I grew up. Um, it, it sounds like it's not very difficult to understand. It's that everything is is viewed through this lens of racism and race. And, right. You know, I was listening to this podcaster, um, African-American woman, and she was talking about how she was learning about critical race theory in college and she started viewing everything through the lens of um, interaction through race. And so she say, if someone didn't open the door for her to a store, she'd be like, okay, it's because I'm, I'm black or because I'm, mm. I'm being um, uh, discriminated against. Or if someone did smile at her walking, you know, past her, then she'd think, well, maybe they're just smiling because they don't want to seem like they're racist. And she said, it was just so time consuming and so draining emotionally. She's like, I just couldn't live that way yeah. anymore. I had to, I, I mean, had to stop. In simplest terms, you end up interpreting everyone around you as either an oppressor or a victim. 
And if you happen to be minority or, uh, you know, born, um, you know, as African-American or whatever, you are seen as a victim and that you're constantly going to be oppressed by anyone who's who's white. Um, and that, like, to your point, that's a horrific way of living, just that you're that, that the oppression is inescapable, that it's everywhere you turn. So that's the first you yeah. know, if we're talking about some pillars or some of the, the tenets. Yeah, the four legs you had some notes you want to talk about, right? When I was looking at it, I wanted to sum it up in, in kind of a, a just simple summary to kind of help us uh, wrap our head around what is a difficult topic. But the first one, the first pillar or the first leg of CRT, critical race theory, would be racism is everywhere. It's inevitable. It's normal. Uh, one professor of critical race studies, his name is David Gilborn. He he made this uh, statement. He said, actually several. He said numbers are not neutral. So I look at numbers and I just see them as mathematical representations of you know. But here they're racist. Exactly. So numbers are not neutral. Categories are neither natural nor given. Uh, but again, we should look into even categories as being you know oppressive or uh, biased or racist. Uh, he also said data cannot, quote, speak for itself. So you and I would look at, you know. <laughs> so statistics are racist. Right. Especially <laughs> if they're not favorable or they're not putting someone in or, or, or a specific group of people in uh, in a positive light. So or well, and this is the difficult thing about having a a, a, a conversation with someone who's into critical race theory, because you want to point to wait a minute, things are actually getting better for the races. Like we actually have more opportunities and we're seeing more people. I mean, we just had an African-American president. Um, a critical race theorist rejects that and says, nope, racism is still there. It's always there. Uh, I got to hear one African-American pastor who spends a lot of time overseas. And he said, you know what? Americans are so focused on race. They're hypersensitive to it. But America is not the racist country that it used to be. He says, I go to other countries. I see racism. That is uh, what's happening in America is not real racism. There may be, you know, problems in police departments or in school departments or in society. But to say that the entire country is still uh, loaded with racism, that there's racism behind every corner, he says, it's just not it's not reality. It's they need to leave America and actually visit other countries to have a greater appreciation for just how um, how diverse and how accepting uh, and tolerant Americans are. Yeah, you give a really great example about um, you know uh, police forces in other countries and how mm -hmm. they really are corrupt. Like yeah. you can bribe them. Right, right. They I mean, terrorize you. South that of our border. Sure. South of our border in Mexico. I mean, it's infamous, the, the police corruption issues that are down there. Of mm -hmm. course, the cartels are, you know, in bed with half of these uh, uh, police departments. And then it's in other countries. You know, this African-American pastor that I was talking to, he spends a lot of time in Africa. And he just said, when Americans complain about the police departments and want to defund them and even abolish them. Mm -hmm. um, he said they it's because they think some of them actually do think that the police departments are inherently corrupt, that it's systemic racist, that that the problems are too deep, that we just have to, you know, un get rid of the police departments and start over again. But he said, I'm in these countries where the police departments really are corrupt. 
where they'll just pull you over for no reason, start beating you up, demanding money, or you have to bribe them. And it's horrific to live in some of these countries. So he, he, he has a greater perspective because he's actually been outside of what I believe to be with the greatest country in the world. Mm -hmm. And he sees just how bad it is overseas. So what's the next leg? Well, I'd say the second leg is uh, that, that uh, whites, again, this isn't my point of view, this would be the uh, critical race theorists, but whites are incapable of not being racist, that it's inherent to who we are. You know, Christianity, we believe in original sin or, or that we all happen to have sin. And that's universal. Everyone's been infected by this. In critical race theory, they would say uh, whites in particular, especially because of their power and their privilege, um, are racist, that there's this guilt of whiteness. And uh, even when it appears like someone is actually um, a, a white person is being kind, it's not because they're actually altruistic or they're benevolent or just inherently kind or they want there to be more equality, but it's actually because there's something that they're getting from it. So they're not just you know, being selfless when it appears like a white person is being, being kind. There's still racism. They're under the surface. They're just, you know, overlooking it because this uh, minority person or, or other person, they're getting something else from it. So there's some sort of a convergence of interest, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So what's the third leg? And the third leg would be anti-liberalism. Now, wouldn't you and I hear the word liberal. I think a lot of people associated with the Democratic Party, you know, the, the Democrats are the liberal party and Republicans are the conservative party. But when I'm talking about anti-liberal, I'm not talking about in, in the American political sense. I'm talking about in the historical sense. Uh, liberalism has been around since you could probably say the age of the Enlightenment. Um, it's, it's this uh, movement that has understood and received and accepted things like objective truth, that there's one truth out there. Uh, it has an appreciation for science, for the scientific method, for rigorous study, um, for debate back and forth, which means that there's an appreciation for things like freedom of speech. There's a recognition that we shouldn't judge an entire group of people, uh, but we should judge a person as an individual, not just accounting for their skin or or their uh, or their their background or their family lineage. But we would want to appreciate the person as an individual, and also uh, meritocracy, the um, uh, you know liberalism, and again historically uh, the the way I mean that word, not in the political sense, but it's understood that um, uh, it if someone is good at something, they should be rewarded for it. And that if you work hard, uh, if you, you're willing to make sacrifices, then that will, that tends to lead to greater successes in the future. So these are all ideas that actually are rejected by critical race theory. They don't believe in meritocracy. They don't believe in individualism because again, they think in terms of race, they, they're thinking in terms of the larger group. Of the group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. and, and they freedom don't. freedom of speech is racist. And, the, and one, another reason why it's so hard to have some of these dialogue and conversations with, um, with, with critical race theorists or people who support it is they don't have an appreciation for objective truth. You know, as, as Christians, as a believer, I do believe there's one truth out there. It may be difficult sometimes for, for us to come to grips with what it is exactly, but it is out there and it's up to us to search it out and find it and then uh, and cling to it and defend it. But uh, for critical race theorists, because it's also rooted in some postmodernism, um, 
they believe that you know my truth may be different from your truth but uh, but that means that my experiences are just as valid and just as important as your statistical facts and and your historical evidence so that's where again that's where it gets uh, kind of complicated when you're talking to someone who believes in crt mm. and the fourth leg the last one would just be that um, all knowledge, everything we understand about the universe is a social construct, um, that uh, the power elites out there, the uh, the bourgeois that we talked about with uh, Marxism, uh, that would be in our system. Again, if you believe in CRT, that would be the whites, that the whites have constructed this world that benefits them, that continues to oppress those who are minorities that don't necessarily believe in or um, or share some of the same um, values and beliefs like uh, liberalism that we talked about earlier. Um, so for example, uh, uh, some groups like Black Lives Matter, I remember on their website checking out because I didn't believe it, but somebody said, yeah, they don't believe in the nuclear family. And I said, no, nah, that can't be, you know, everybody believes that ideally it's nice to have a mom and a dad and the kids, you know, it's just better. But uh, on their website, it actually said that we believe in deconstructing ideas like the nuclear family. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, they believe that the nuclear family, the idea of a mom and a dad at home with the kids, that's a social construct, that that's something, you know, invented by whites to maintain their position of privilege and power in society. And that's just the, the tip of the iceberg. There's so many other things, you know, individualism, objective truth, scientific method, meritocracy, all of these things are actually um, social constructs invented by whites to maintain their power. I remember you telling me at the state house there was someone who refused to uh, dress up or refused to wear a, a tie because they believed it was what a yeah. social construct. Well, a social construct, but this individual said not only was it racist, it was classist, ageist, and sexist. Just to wear a suit and tie. Yeah to the Rhode Island State Senate when you guys are in session. Yeah, I also thought that it was okay to use profanities. And you know what, like what you do in your free time and how you speak to your family, that's your business. But um, this is a professional setting and children do come to session and, and listen to, um, you know, committee hearings. So yeah. it's not appropriate. Right. But um, again, that would be for you to say that they would say you're speaking from your, you've just exposed your your white privilege you've just exposed that you are well it sounds like everything is racist under critical race theory it, it, literally like, that's the first tenet science, that is the first rule. science is racist the family yeah. is racist truth is racist right you numbers know. aren't even neutral yeah. the whole idea is math you, is racist yeah and that's why you get in trouble if you say yeah i'm not a racist because for um for the, the uh supporters of critical race theory the idea is you can't say you're not a racist because remember racism is everywhere the question is are you going to fight against it are you anti-racist that's that's the the buzzword well, that's it sounds what you like need you to can't say. be anti-racist because if you are anti-racist it's because there's something in it that's good for you which automatically makes you racist you just have to do better <laughs> That literally is what they tell people. Is this people. like a struggle session? It is. That's what they have. So I mean, you have to, you know, profess certain words. Otherwise you get, you know, uh, beaten. Is, is this what Well, this they is? won't beat you, but maybe you won't get uh, promoted. Or maybe get you'll... canceled on Twitter. Right. 
So, so the, I mean, th this really is happening. Um, again, you're, you're hearing about CRT training sessions and, mm -hmm. and uh, usually, again, usually they don't use the word CRT critical race theory. I wasn't hearing those words when I was in school, but when you become familiar with some of the language and the root causes of um, the, the, the racial problems through their worldview, it's all rooted in Marxism, the yeah. critical studies. So um, it's only a matter of time before they rephrase critical race theory into something else that's more like palatable so that people, you know, mm -hmm. you know, you know what it is. You just reframe it. You use different yeah. words to describe it, and all of right. a sudden, it becomes acceptable. So, well, I, I think that's one reason why you know you and I are Christians. I think that's one reason why a lot of Christians, even churches, have been hoodwinked, hoodwinked into or suckered into adopting critical race theory ideas because Christians know that the Bible speaks so much about justice mm -hmm. and warns against oppression right. and talks about individual dignity and the value of a person mm -hmm. and critical race theory has hijacked a lot of these same ideas you know and talking about social justice talking about rooting out oppression um yeah but when i think of scriptures like i think of like the one like honestly like my mom would say you know like there's i forgot where it's found but i'm sure you'll know where it says something like you know there's need neither greek nor jew nor man nor woman nor rich nor poor galatians 328 yeah there you go um so you know growing up listening to, to scriptures like that really embedded in me like there there's no race either that it's you're just god's children and mm -hmm. we should all be treated equally right and that that's why if I and if I could just speak to the Christians in the in our audience, if uh, if you're a Christian, it's important to recognize critical race theory is totally incompatible with uh, with Christianity. Now, some might say, "Yeah, but aren't there some truths and doesn't it, you know provide some help to society?" And I would say Christianity has um, uh, has already addressed a lot of the questions that CRT is trying to answer. But it's doing it from a very different point of view, and it's going to lead down a dangerous road. If you're in, in interpreting everyone through the lens of race and racism, and then saying that because of the color of uh, your skin and the amount of uh, melanin in your skin, that that determines how sinful you are, how racist you are, that's, uh, that's totally counter. To what the scriptures say you know in, in uh, genesis 1 it says that god created man and woman but he created us in his image that all of us share dignity and value because we're created in god's image and that means that uh, we should be showing respect and honor to other human beings despite their their um, uh, race or their gender um, or um, you know even what religion uh, they, they may practice mm -hmm. and um uh, you know, you mentioned uh, Galatians 3.28 that speaks about how there's neither Jew nor Gentile, male nor female, um, but it goes on to say we are all one in Christ Jesus. The Christian worldview really tries to bring us to that point of being colorblind. And again, that's a heresy for CRT. You can't talk about colorblindness. Heretic, heretic. Yes, you would be called out. You would be canceled. Yeah. Um, 
but in Christianity, we would say, no, no, we are supposed to look beyond these superficial things that are just skin deep. We're supposed to go much deeper and recognize that there's eternal value and worth in, in a human being, that there's a spirit and a soul that God is interested in, that he loves, that he wants to have communion and, and have uh, and spend eternity with. And it's up to us to love and care for one another so that someday we can all stand, like it says in Revelation 7, we can all stand before God, this great multitude that can't be counted, where it talks about people from every tribe and every nation and every language, but they're all there doing the same thing, standing before the, the Lamb of God and worshiping God and thanking God for his goodness and, and his love. Mm -hmm. But critical race theory denies that and just says, uh, I mean, there's really no narrative of redemption or reconciliation, but it's this constant struggle of oppression and conflict. And if you're white, you just have to constantly spend your life rooting out racism, racism in your own mind and your own idea with no hope for true salvation, totally counter to the gospel that, uh, that I uh, hold to and affirm that brings hope and change. Yeah. So, um, I, I think you would say, uh, at least I, I believe that it's, um, it's a, it's a cancer, it's a poisonous um, way of thinking of pitting individuals against one another. Yeah. When, you know, I think of, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. when he's, when he says, you know, when he said that we should be judged based on our character and not the color of our skin. Right. right? right. So that statement right there would mm -hmm. contradict Critical race theory. Critical race theory. Black Lives not, Matter. Th yes. They would right. not agree. They would with, not agree with that. With Dr. Martin Luther King right. Jr. I mean, I, I can't speak for all of Black Lives Matter. Who right? happened to be a pastor? Right. Uh, not Black Lives Matter, but yeah, Martin Luther King. Yeah, Jr. Of course, yes, pastor. Um, with Black Lives Matter, the um, the the founders of BLM were were openly, you know, they were interviewed and they talked about their roots in Marxism. Mm -hmm. So it shows you that. You know, of course, Marxism really is godless. It's not, you know, it, it, it's not compatible with Christianity. It's not rooted in Christianity, mm -hmm. but it just sees the world through that struggle of uh, of oppressed and and um, and oppressor. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's a it's difficult to see so many people blindly, you know, jumping in, jumping on the bandwagon of uh, looking for or affirming ideas like. Um, equity over equality mm -hmm. or um critical race theory it's um yeah it's it's alarming because i don't think they fully understand what it's rooted in and what its end game is because this end game is this constant struggle yeah. and uh, search uh, searching out and rooting out racism when america has made incredible strides we're not a perfect nation that's clear uh, you know clear as day there is no perfect nation but out of all the nations on the planet, ours is going to be yeah. the best shot. And if they want to overturn and get rid of things like our constitution, which recognizes the value of every individual, mm -hmm. um, what are they going to replace it with? That's the my biggest question. Marxism. Well, <laughs> I, it, yeah, which it yeah. seems to be. So I'm going to just cover a couple of things here um, as to why, because you've already said them, but I'm going to mm -hmm. try to summarize a few of them Please. really short here. Why critical race theory is bad for America and bad for race relations, right? The first is that 
um, as we were just talking about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., is, is anyone who disagrees, regardless if they're black or white, are going to be racist, mm-hmm. right? They're going to side with, I don't know, white supremacists yeah. or whatever. Well, Although, that's exactly what they would say. Like there right. are are uh, are some African Americans, you know, black men and women who have said, "I don't buy into CRT." You know, mm-hmm. uh, America's not a racist country. Maybe it once was. Obviously, with uh, has its history of slavery and mm-hmm. Jim Crow and and um, unequal access to civil rights. But America today has come, you know, so far. But they have been labeled racist because they are holding up the white supremacy. They're holding up um, the, the 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 white power uh elite right or the the, yeah. the 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 white oppressors yeah um so crt also believes that science and evidence are like white ways of thinking mm-hmm. so um those are rejected um uh also rejects any like uh colorblindness so if you say that you don't see things you don't see people in and color, you're not looking at people's color, but really just yeah. who they are, yeah. how they treat other individuals. That's also racist. They would say you're a liar. You're a liar yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and then um, they believe that every, that racism is in every aspect, every relationship. Um, right. So, and then uh, what was the other one? I was just trying to think here. Um yeah. Anyways, they'll come to me later when I'm not on the podcast. But right, right. So th- there's there are a lot. Can of I ways. ask you something? Yeah, have please, you seen any of this stuff play out at the state house? I've never seen. Like they won't use the term critical race theory, but do you ever hear them talk about um, some of the ideas that they are? They talk about related. equity. Yeah, equity is a equity. big one because there's a difference between equality and equity. Mm-hmm. Right. Equality is we all have the same opportunities. Right. Equity means we all get the same outcomes. That's not possible. Right. Forced outcomes. Forced outcomes. Yeah. I was listening to um, Sowell, um, Thomas Sowell, and he said, you can't have equal outcomes, right? You can, if you have children, you have two children, right? They grew up with the same parents, the same opportunities, and they have different outcomes, but they had, so it got cut off there with the Thomas Sowell quote. So what I was saying was Thomas Sowell was saying that you have two children growing up in the same household. They have equal, the same opportunities, um, but there are different outcomes. Mm. And so we can give everyone equal opportunity, but it doesn't mean that we'll all end up in the same spot because we're going to take different paths to make make different decisions. I just thought that was so profound because it's it's so simple, but it's so true. Yeah. Um, And sometimes wisdom is just, I don't know, I I guess it's not common, but... Or it's common sense isn't common, but, but you, that's heresy. Again, critical race theory would say no. There were oppressor power dynamics that also played into their lives. Yeah, sure, they made some decisions, but you know the the uh, the power structure in place that was a threat to them. So they uh, they they kept somebody down or didn't give them opportunities. So two, two siblings, same household, growing up with the same opportunities. Different outcomes. Yeah. Okay. So Thomas Sowell is racist. Frederick Douglass is racist. And Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is racist. Nelson Mandela. All racist. Got it. Check. Got it. Okay. Good. Good to know. Uh, By the way, Barack Obama. uh, (laughs) I heard they wanted to build a school or name a school after him in Chicago. And uh, Uh the CRT folks uh, complained and said, nope, because he 
uh, used his power against um, minorities and illegal aliens that he didn't do enough for um, wow. legal uh, or undocumented. Obama can't be spared. <laughs> no. So, I mean, the, the canceling and the rooting out of racism, it's everywhere and it will be endless. And that's one reason why I, I just, I'm not going to play by that rule. I'm not, uh, I'm not, not playing by that it. rule either. And I'm not teaching, you know, when I talk to my boys, I talk to them whenever I can as casually as your I can. boys or our boys, well, I guess they're our boys, but sometimes they're mine when they're well-behaved, they're yours when they're misbehaved. Right. Yeah. No, Take your kids. <laughs> um, I talk to them about it and say, Hey, listen, in this house, we don't, we don't look at people, um, by the color of their skin or how wealthy or how uh, poor they are. We treat everybody as equals. Mm -hmm. We are all, um, we have the same value before God's eyes. And this is how we treat um, individuals is with mm -hmm. the same respect, no matter where they are in life, no matter what they look like, no matter where they're from. And I'm going to drill mm -hmm. it into them because when they hear these crazy theories, I want them to know, hey, I already had these conversations with my mom. My mom said, everyone is equal. We yeah. treat everyone the same. Yeah. So, so I, I mean, if, uh, if I had to give some sort of a forecast on this, I'd say CRT is here to stay for a while. Um, when I look at academia, all, again, 15, 20 years ago when I was in school, I was already being exposed to this. And uh, I know over 15 or 20 years, uh, my classmates who have gone on to be teachers, they are teaching this to their students. Some of them are now in in colleges and universities as professors themselves and they're now regurgitating these ideas so it is i don't know if the word infected is too bad it is too um hyperbolic Sounds but it is right. in, yeah. it has infected academia it's all over the place from higher education but also in high school and middle school i wouldn't say every teacher in every school but i would say it's everywhere to some extent um, so, so I think it's here to stay and I think it's important for us to know about it, be aware of it, you know, and, and maybe it's not doing a deep dive and, and studying this stuff and being familiar with it, but I'd say, be familiar with your own worldview. You just articulated our worldview to our kids. So maybe spend some time, you know, today or this afternoon, if you're listening to this podcast and think, what do I think about races and where do I get that idea from? Is it from my own experiences? If you're a believer, is it rooted in the scriptures or in the Bible? Where does it come from? Or is it something that you picked up from college or in university? Because um, these ideas are out there, but be familiar with them, know what you believe. And as you start to have these interactions with people, don't be afraid to speak up. You may get canceled um, <laughs> or, um, or maybe God will open up other opportunities for you. I'm not saying we need to be martyrs for this thing, um, but, uh, but I think we should be aware of it and be ready to, to take it on when we see it. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us. I hope that you enjoyed uh, today's talk, Critical Race Theory, What Is It? And uh, we'll be back uh, next week with a new topic. Thanks for joining us. Today's closing quote comes from economist Thomas Sowell. He said, if there is not equality of outcomes among people born to the same parents and raised under the same roof, why should equality of outcomes be expected or assumed when conditions are not nearly so comparable? Thanks again for listening. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, help us by subscribing and sharing these episodes. And for more content, check out churchandstateri.com.